Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. What's new? What's happening? Nothing. What's happening with Nothing? you? Nothing? Just like, just going through the same old thing? That's it. That's Working. it. We're Weekend's just... coming? Yes. Yeah, you, Sorry, yeah. This is dropping on Thursday. Yeah, you know. Oh, my daughter's birthday. So yes, I am very excited. Mm. Very excited. Why? What How old is she? Uh, she's six. You're not sure. I love asking you hold your children. No, up. no, she'll be six. Because I was trying six. to think. Like, well, you were she born in? Uh, six mm. years ago, and so, <laughs> <laughs> my, how you love her. Yeah, no, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, it's just that I was getting confused. Yes. Uh, because today, when this drops, is Brooklyn's birthday. Happy birthday, Brooklyn! I know you. Li- I know your mom's listening. She'll cool. let you know. All right. Happy birthday. All right. All right. So, so I was trying to remember. Because she's turning seven. So was he was he named after that TV show, Brooklyn? Well, uh, no, I don't, I'm not sure where uh, who she's named after. Oh, it's a she? It's a Brooklyn? It's a boy's name, isn't it? No, I knew a girl named Brooklyn. Yeah, you yeah. also know another one at our church, Brooklyn Earl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Brooklyn's a, okay. Yeah, I guess that is a girl's yeah. name. Yeah. Well, it's not like I hang out with Brooklyn. Brooklyn, sweetie. Uh, Pastor Joe Brooklyn, is go to bed. joking Goodness around. Sakes. He is just playing Brooklyn, around. if you're not a member, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... I only, so until you turn 16 and join, I'm not going to uh, remember your face or your name. Goodness, okay. why would you do that? I met, I met a girl named Brooklyn who worked for uh, the North American Mission Board. And uh, yeah, smart, capable, awesome yep. person. So yeah, I do, yeah, Brooklyn, girl name. It's also a boy's name too. It goes both, yeah. It, yeah, it goes yeah. both ways. I didn't want to say it that way, but yeah, okay. So, um, <laughs> you have to make it weird. No, everybody else would make it weird. Oh, I don't know why you're making it weird. Oh, so, um, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Good. I'm just anticipating what it's going to be like if Jen and the kids bring home another dog, two dogs in the house. Man, I don't know how, how did they convince you to let them do it? I don't know. All right, let me rephrase that. Why do they feel like they should be ignoring you and not even asking you? Well, they did. Now, why do they? Ignore? I don't have a good reason to say no. You didn't have. A, you did not have a good reason to say no. Well, 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 give me some good reasons. I don't want the dog. Yeah, but that's not a good reason. That's a great reason. Now, if, yeah, if I live in a authoritarian, me-centered household like some people, yeah, you then, can go yeah, and point yeah, at me. Yeah, I'm yeah, fine with that. I gestured at you. I didn't point. Okay, no, you pointed. That Four was, fingers. That, that, that's a gesture. No, no, like this. This is a gesture too. Yeah. So um, now that was just pointing at me with one finger. Yes, yeah, right. Now. Here's the thing is like, so, you know, Ariana's been like, I want a cat. Can I have a cat, daddy? No. Well, yeah, of course. The, yeah. the answer to that question is always no. Oh, yeah. Cats and are like, the and worst. Then, and then, you know. Cats are the Canadians of domesticated animals. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, we should probably get a dog sometime. I'm like, no. No. Never. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. It's because you live in a tiny house, though. You gotta get yeah, your, once you I'm, get your mansion, then nope, you can have a dog. I'm fine with the tiny house. I'm glad. Get an outside dog. Make it stay outside. Don't the want it. Winter. Don't want it at all. Okay. Don't want it. Yeah. I, like what to, I, want? I like to be able to travel. I want my kids to be happy. I like to be able to travel. Mm. And then I don't have to worry about it. So uh, what do you do with your kids then? What do you, you when I travel? No, like what do you do with your kids? If they don't have a dog, you got to do stuff. What do you, what do you, what do you do with your kids? What are some things? I actually spend do? time with them. Doing so, what? Outside, yelling at them, yelling at them. Okay, watching them clean their room. Okay, checking up after they clean the playroom. <laughs> no, playing outside, catch. You watch movies with them too. We do. What was the most recent movie you watched? 
the most recent movie you watched is just, let's just put it this way what is the most recent movie you watched leave the kids out of it Trolls World Tour <clears throat> I don't know why 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 <laughs> oh my goodness it was alright yeah yeah that's generous I'm sure it was not as good as the first one I will give it that the, the first one was amazing comparatively or just on its own on its own, it was fantastic. Oh, you are but even so comparatively, sorry. it was it was. You no, are you have no taste. You have no you understanding. No, of movies, listen, film. listen. No, mm-hmm. JT gave his all. Justin Timberlake, and he was fantastic. I do like I do like Justin. Timberlake. Thank you, and yes. Anna. She Anna, she, Anna Ferris uh, Kendrick. She did a really great job. Okay, I, I like JT. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, all right. Well, the most recent movie I saw, I just saw it last night. It's a documentary. You know how I like my documentaries. You do love your documentaries. This one's called Murder in the Front Row. And it is, uh, which is a song from Exodus. But anyways, uh, not the biblical book, but the yeah. band. It's the San Francisco Bay Area thrash metal story. All right. So yeah, it covers like 1980 uh, up to 90. And uh, 1990, and it's a it's a really interesting. How do you documentary. have time to watch all these documentaries that you do? I watched it last night. I know it's done by twelve midnight. And then you wake up at like I know you wake up early, so you only not survive. today because you're, you're only like what then five, I watched six hours. Then I watched the Michael Jordan documentary after that, so I was up late. I was up really late. But yeah, typically you're on five six hours. Yeah, yeah, that's usually what I get for sleep. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, good stuff and. We're bringing this. But have you have you watched a movie? Okay, have you watched anything for adults besides? Well, I I I'm rewatching uh, Clone Wars, the animated series no, no, for adults for so, grown ups. No, because season seven is now out, the final season. And I got. Okay. How about it. for non geeks? Have you watched anything like uh, what's the most? Uh, Tiger King. I finally finished Tiger oh. King. It took a while, and uh, and Greg and I are watching True Detective season two. Yeah, that's not good. Season one was amazing. Season one was brilliant. Now, yes, yeah, season two, I'm like, meh. But that meh. did you get? Did you get to the scene? No, I, I don't know. I'm only like what episode three. I'm only like episode three. So I, I have. I'm only three in. So uh, they went to go. Uh, What's the guy's like, name with the hair? Oh, I can't remember his name. I don't remember names. I'm not good at that. Did he do a house visit yet? That's all I'm gonna ask you. No. Okay. No, that seems interesting. Nope. So the reason the reason we're talking about this stuff is because. Um, with obviously with the COVID and all that stuff, everybody's at home. Wi-Fi is being wrung out. People are watching Man. more shows than yep. ever. Yep. Kids are home alone. In fact, like uh, I, I I saw this one article where there are more cases of uh, child abuse uh, mm. and whatnot because kids are home more with their neglectful or abusive. Uh, parents or guardians so um but there's a lot going on in fact you know we've seen some some articles that have been written um i know josh mcdowell had just put something out recently saying that um that as we're going through this uh it's it's leading to an increase of loneliness depression and even porn use Mm. uh because you know how it is people (laughs) boredom oftentimes leads to trouble and uh You sit there looking at your computer. And then there was another article that we saw that said 40% of Netflix teen programs are rated TVMA, uh, which just means mature, which means it can have sex, violence, and language in it. And so, you know, Jimmy and I were talking about what this means for parents, and it doesn't really change anything. It just makes it sort of puts it on the front burner of our thoughts right mm. now. How do we determine what our kids can and can't watch should and shouldn't watch um 
So how your kids range in age from, I know, like zero to 18, but what more specifically, more specifically are the age ranges of They're your all kids? under 10. Okay. Uh, and so they're all yeah. over five? Well, Ariana's five. Yeah. So she's she'll turning be, six. She'll be turning six. Uh, Ellie's is seven. Cohen's eight. Six, seven, and eight. Jeez, man, you guys went right at it. You're like fully automatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm living the dream over here. <laughs> well, you did for three years. <laughs> three years. No, we, you were very busy. Well, no, yeah. No, first five years. Yeah, that was, we uh, we waited five years before having Cohen. Before having, before consummating? No, 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 before having, having Cohen. Before, like, we waited oh, five years. Before so you hated the idea of children for five years. No, I got no, it. No, that's not it. You denied God's no, blessing for no, no, five no. years. We were that couple that thought, you know what? We want to spend the first five years working on us. Okay. So let me, let, let me together, interpret that. Getting you to guys were so jacked up. I'm sorry. You were so messed up. You knew, like, you had no business being a dad until five years. And yeah, I wanted to travel. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't slowed down. I have not slowed you have down. Not slowed, but that's business makes you do it. Okay, so Jimmy. And thankfully, uh, my uh, my kids, you know, they love it too. So six, seven, and eight. Six, seven, and eight. Okay. So uh, what are your kids, what are some shows that your kids watch that you know of? That I know of? Yeah. Oh, man, like Pokemon. There's Pokemon, some Pokemon, all right. Pokemon thing. Pagan, go ahead. What else? Uh, World. Then they, then they watch like a Satanic. YouTube thing. Not Satanic, but maybe. Uh, then they watch a YouTube thing, uh, Preston Plays. Okay. Uh, and the, the, I guess he's playing Minecraft. Oh, yeah. Oh, does he have a funny accent? No, I don't know about oh, okay. funny accent. He's just high-pitched. Yeah. Oh, I think that's, I think that's the guy. That's got to be the guy, yeah. I think, my, I think one of my sons watches that. Yeah, Bonger. Um, we'll probably be watching that. See, my kids are older, so like back in the day, it was Blue's Clues. Yeah, no, no longer those things. Yeah, they're, 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 lots of internet stuff now. They're past that. I, I, I actually don't think... I don't think that's... they. That's it. That kind of stuff. That so, kind of stuff. I'm trying to actually think of anything else. I know um, my oldest is 18, and uh, then the next one is 16, and then it's uh, 10 and oh, – I'm sorry, it's 11 and 9. Uh, so you know, they're all kind of watching different stuff. In fact, one of the most common questions I hear, because we talk a lot about film and movies yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Especially when you hear your taste in, in film and right. movies and documentaries. It's, not, it's, 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 you know, it's not just mine. But um, – it's all enlightened people with an IQ of, you know, over 140. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's interesting that like the, the one question that I hear a lot lately is, oh, wait, hey, can I watch that? Like I was talking about Tiger King with Jen and Madeline, who's 11. She's like, can I watch that? And we're like, no, absolutely not. No, cannot watch nope, Tiger King. Nope, 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 nope. And it's not that there's violence in it. It's not that there's sex in it. It's thematically. It's just and there's a lot of language in it, but she hears that at school. That's not such a big thing for me for, for her to hear. So yeah, the themes of it are, are too adult, right? Very. There's adult. actually this like one uh, show Ariana was trying to watch. It was like some ladybug thing that like was a crime fighter with it, like the girl turned into ladybug. Okay. And like this other boy turned into a cat boy. Yeah. And like they're superheroes and they didn't know like that they like each other. But anyways, it was weird because it had very like, very like romantic themes, mm. you know, and they were supposed to be, you know, like kids, right. kids or teenagers. And like at one point, like cat boys kind of got her up against the, the wall, Ugh, like, like kind of cornered. And it's like, she's like, no, don't, but okay. And it was like, oh, this done, done yeah. out. 
I don't ever want to see this in my house ever again. I know, like some some of like the Pixar movies and yep. whatnot, they actually have a good balance where there's a lot of stuff in there for adults and there's a lot of stuff in there for kids, but yep. they walk a line that that's pretty healthy for the no, most this part. Was, this was unhealthy. Yeah, it, it was, was weird, it was, right? Yeah, it was very weird. It was very weird. So what do, what do a lot of parents do? What do you think the most common way parents deal with what their kids do watch? Not saying what best practices are. What do you think the most common is? I mean, I think the most common is they just assume it's okay yeah it's fine you watch it yeah i think that's uh, loosey-goosey um among christians it's probably maybe just like to go off the ratings oh it's rated g you can watch it rated pg now you can watch pg uh pg-13 now you can watch pg-13 mm-hmm. like a lot of them just default to the rating system which is fairly arbitrary and doesn't really mean much yeah. like i i let killian watch 1917 um it was a war movie and uh, Killian can handle that. It was fine. He got bored. You know, I made him finish it because I wanted him to see that run at the end. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like that's that's that was R because of the yeah. wartime violence. But then there are there are PG thirteen movies I wouldn't let him watch, not at all. You yeah. know, some non rated stuff. So yeah, I try to Google the shows. You know, like mm-hmm. I try to Google the shows and see. Okay, well, shows and games because the kids always want to try to play a game you know, online or something like that. Like, I want to see what, what is this? What the heck's going on? Yeah. We use common sense media a lot. Uh, cause it'll just tell you like, uh, like what's the language like, what are the, um, imitable, I think is the word. Uh, so, you know, what's likely to be imitated. Like, you know, what's mm. what uh, characters are doing, what that kids might be prone to imitate. And, um, and then, uh, obviously sex and violence. And so that gives you a nice little thing to look at. And even then, sometimes I'll have to say, like, I'm going to have to watch this before you can yeah. watch it. Yeah, and I think that's a really good practice uh, yeah. for our kids. And you, then you can watch it with your kids as mm. well. I don't think, um, I don't think enough parents do that. I don't do that. No, no. I mean, I mean, I watch, you know, Trolls World Tour and, um, you sit want down. Your kids to be trolls. That's, that's not what they're imitating. They also watch The Mass Singer with me. Wow. They enjoy it. I bet they do. They do. I got video of them dancing and singing. And I didn't realize until I was watching with my kids that the mass singer actually changes some of the lyrics, oh. knowing that there's going to be a kid. I'm not talking about like yeah. the regular swear word, but like even if they deem a word might be maybe on the line or something like that, they right. change it, which was weird. Like, like, uh, like seals, uh, what is it? Uh, Kissed by a rose? That's the one. Mm-hmm. And it says on the grave, right? Like, it put the rose on the grave or something like that. They go gray. Which, no, they did They did. That's dumb. I thought so. And the only reason why I could think was, oh, they changed it because for some reason they felt like that How might How do you been. know they actually changed it? Because I went and looked at the lyrics of the song and found it to figure out, to make sure I, because I'm like, I thought it was great. But sometimes people might just say, it sounds like he's saying oh, great. No, no, no. Because this was uh, the first time the mass Singer did a sing-along, and so they had the lyrics up, and that's how I knew I saw Grey. That's, okay, that's just dumb. Yeah. Okay, but whatever. So that's what why I- we were doing a family sing-along with the mass Singer. And you're like, you know, rose on the, the grave. grave. Wait, what? That's not, that's not the lyrics. Don't, don't you change Seal. Man. Don't you change Seal. Man. So, okay. Um, in general, I think the way that, that Jimmy and I approach it is with our wives is uh, both parents want to be on the same page Yep, and have a same basic approach to what the kids can watch based on their age for number one, yep. but more importantly, based on their temperament. Yeah. Um, there are like, so in, in our case, nudity is out. Of course. Like nudity is out. And, uh, 
Yeah, unless it's a troll. Yep. Uh, uh, well, troll nudity is not even. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not a. It's not a thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and the and the reason nudity is out is because uh, I, I was I suppose in Schindler's List it would not be out right. That's the different kind of a nudity, but uh, but certainly anything sexual like that because and it's not just nudity. I mean, people grinding in bed or something like that. That stuff's out. That's out. That's because. Out. And it's not because I don't want my kids to not know what sex is. I want them to know what sex is and that it's beautiful in the context of marriage. What I don't want them to experience is what I experienced, is, which is exposure to sexually explicit material at a young age, which warps our view of sex, which, mm. which, which warps our, our understanding of what's not only appropriate, but what's to be expected and what is good and pleasing. So for us, sex is out. Nudity is out. Um, violence is in or out depending on the kind of violence that it is and how old they are and how sensitive they are. Yeah. You know, some kids can see like 1917, Killian can watch 1917 and not be traumatized by it. I understand it's in the context of war and all of that. But, um, yeah, I noticed with my kids, like they couldn't do, like if there was actual, like I found this weird thing, like if it was Star Wars or Avengers, like almost like this, like fantasy yeah. comic book fantasy violence. violence. Yep. They could handle that. Right. But the moment it was actually like an even tamer show of someone getting hit and like, you know, they're like, I, I just, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. And because I think they understood, hold on, this is fake violence. Right. That one is actually something that could happen. Yeah. You know, and they're mm-hmm. like, I, I'm out. I'm out. Right. I mean, it's why, you know, some kids and some people aren't freaked out by a monster movie. But a serial killer thing, well, yeah, they're yeah. like, I'm not. And then, you know, that. listen, some of us are freaked out by both because, you know, the truth is out there. Bigfoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loch Ness. Mm. Nessie. Um, we are so excited to be sponsored by Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. The ministry landscape is changing. More and more pastors need to be equipped with rigorous theological training as well as job skills to make a living wherever God calls them. That's why Southeastern Seminary has created the MDiv MBA. In just four years, you can graduate from a theologically rigorous MDiv program at Southeastern and have the practical job skills of an MBA. With leading Baptist scholars like Bruce Ashford, Ben Merkel, and John Hammett, there is no better time to start your theological training today. You can go right over to sebts.edu or click the link in our show notes to go directly to this part of their website and get all of the details. So I, I think we have to we have to know our kids well enough to know what is within that realm of what is possible. And, and that, that is going to be somewhat subjective. Uh, you got to know your kids want to know like, okay, they can handle this. Like um, Eli couldn't do anything spooky for years and years. Uh, but Catherine, since she was a little kid, thought scary stuff was funny and entertaining. She never got freaked out by it. I think she walked in on Jen and I watching a horror movie and there was like a, like a scary monster mummy thing there and she just started laughing at it. She thought it was funny. Mm. Eli would be like, if the spooky music came on, Eli would be like, I'm out. <laughs> All the way up till probably 11. He was like, I'm not, I thought you were going to be like like two weeks ago. No, no, no. Now he now he likes the scary stuff. So I've got two kids that like it. Two kids that like you. <laughs> well, they're younger, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, but I was younger. and I was fine. Yeah, but you were messed up uh, and are. But like so, like last night, Madeline watched um, uh, the visit, which was M Night Shyamalan's return to making decent movies again, good movies. Okay. So it's about these kids that visit their grandparents, and uh, it is uh, is spooky and crazy. But she has to watch it with with someone else, right? So she watches it with Catherine in that case and they kind of talk through it. But what I wanted to talk about was, dang, man, I just guess the things your kids watch. But The Visit, that's not a bad movie. That's a good movie. 
just made yeah. it. It's nice Goodness. and spooky. Man, and there's a scene. Mike, nah, nah, don't tell me. I'm so, um, so, but here's, the th- here's what I think is really important, what is oftentimes lost. When your kids are taking in any kind of media, any kind of content, mm-hmm. whether it's a book or a show or a movie um, or a YouTube channel, uh, they have to be taught, they have to be discipled so that they know how to interpret what they're seeing. We don't want our kids to be blind yeah. consumers yep, yep, yep. of anything that's just entertaining. We want them to go, okay, so what does this, like, what's the point? What's the message? What's the story? Who's the hero? Who's the villain? And just listen, sometimes the villain is shown to be victorious and Christians are like, oh, evil wins. I don't want my kid to see that. Evil sometimes wins in this world. Now, in the end, it does not, but people do die. Bad guys get away with it. What we want them to do is to is to look at these stories and understand uh, who is doing what, why are they doing it, and how do we, as followers of Christ, yes. as people that are letting the Scripture guide us through these things, interpret what's actually happening. In fact, one of the passages that people go to a lot, I think is, is really helpful in this, in Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so a lot of people say like, okay, so if it's not true, I'm not going to watch it. So does that, I mean, that, that that's sort of a crazy response and it could be taken in a, in a, in a bad direction. Fiction would be out because that's not necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Um, but you're focusing on what is true. So it, let's say you're watching um, a, a show that is dealing with um, family drama and even like family uh, abuse, even like uh, kids that are neglected and your kids are watching this and they're trying to process it. And then this can be one of the grids that they're looking at this for. Uh, whatever is honorable. Are these kids honoring their parents? No, they're not. Like this kid, like Mike Seaver. Remember Growing Pains? Mm. All right. We all like Mike Seaver. But he didn't always honor his parents. No. And that should have been a part of our understanding. Like, okay, Mark is a is generally uh, a nice kid. He's kind to others, but he doesn't always honor his parents. And that is a problem that he's going to have to deal with. Even if it's just in the story, you have to be able to interpret what the characters are doing and say like, oh, well, you know what? Uh, this character is not pure in their motives. This character is not pure in their life. They are impure in every way. And so what it helps us to do is not only to identify like – people and and their lives but it also helps us to see you know what impure dishonorable people are still people made in the image of god and they are complex people and so just because you see somebody as the hero of a story doesn't mean that they're perfect yeah i mean you you got to be able to kind of process all of this and say like okay well can i take what is good from this and still recognize what is wrong with it and for kids to do that they've got to be of a certain age they're just not Mm going to be able to do that you know, some kids can do it younger, some kids can't. And you just have to know what can my kids handle? What can they process? And what, I mean, honestly, like, what are they likely to imitate? I'll just say this right now. One of my kids is more likely to be influenced by imitable, if I'm saying that right, behavior depicted in a film than the other three. Okay. Um, And so I'm conscious about that. And so I'm a bit more careful Mm. with what I allow them to observe. Like Eli so it's not Eli. It's not Eli. Eli, <laughs> Eli can listen to any. He, he listens to hip hop and he listens to. He watches movies. He is he. he none, none of our kids use bad language, right? Um, some people might consider it, but I, I'm. I, they might say crap or something like that. But they don't. They don't use like the explicit language. But they hear explicit language. It's because we've talked through that. People are going to talk that way. The world talks that way. We don't talk that way. So 
you know, let it leave that stuff alone. Mm. Um, and this is why, and we talk about why language is important, but other kids might not, they just might be prone to do that. If I thought, if I thought any of my kids were easily influenced, uh, in say acting out or violence, then I wouldn't want them to be indulging in that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. What, what, what about as your kids are getting older, what concerns you more uh, as or most about the way media geared towards kids is going? I mean, you might not even know because you don't watch a lot of teen stuff, I'm guessing. So, but what, no, what but do you even, think? But even then, though, I could see, I could see like uh, some ideology kind of pushing through, right? Uh, you could see ideology pushing through. Even okay, we'll use an example: trolls. Trolls, right? Yeah. We had to actually have a conversation afterwards. Uh, the next day, I was talking with the boys uh, and and Ariana as well about um, there was a scene in there where like it kind of looked like two girl trolls were maybe giving a hug and a, a, a glance, mm-hmm. kind of a thing, right? Yep. Uh, and was trying to sort through that, you know, with them and say, okay, well, here's. Uh, I know this is what the culture says. Here's what is out there on, on TV and, and, and in movies. Uh, but the Bible says this, right? Um, and that, that marriage is between a, a man and a woman. And right. so kind of talking that through with them. And so, because yeah, you could see like the subtle, the subtleties within, uh, these movies and, and, and cartoons. And so, I mean, there is a sense of, indoctrination right there is a sense of i mean hollywood or whoever is 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 pushing their bias right and so even even trolls with that they also i mean i I could definitely tell trolls had some uh um racial tones not 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 racist in a sense but it was like it was definitely trying to like talk about uh Racial justice, right? Right. In the using music and different styles of music to mm-hmm. convey that story, right? So yeah. I could see that. So I'm trying to have a conversation with them about like what's appropriate, what's not. Yeah. Right. Every story is 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 going to communicate values, right, of some sort or another. And sometimes it's nothing explicit. It's just uh, it's the values that are driving characters. Or uh, many stories are going to clearly carry a philosophy or an idea that they want other people to get, and that's. Okay, that's fine. And sometimes those messages are bad. Uh, sometimes they are very good. And I think when they're bad, we just we're just honest about it, and we say, "Listen, uh, the message of this." So I remember when Million Dollar Baby came out. Mm, yep, great movie, um, sad movie, tragedy. But I remember uh, Dr. Moeller at the time. I think it was Moeller. It was Moeller or Moore at the time. We're saying that this movie promotes euthanasia and a culture of death. Because in the story, it's essentially about um, a fighter, a female fighter, who's trained by a father figure and because uh, she had a messed up family. And he trains her and she becomes uh, a, a gifted boxer and she is basically sucker punched and winds up paralyzed. And she asks her coach to take her off life support uh, to basically kill her, mm-hmm. like just like just pull that plug and just let me die. And he does. And the message of that film was not – that uh, life is not worth living if you're not a fully capable human being. That wasn't the message of the film, certainly not as I interpreted it. Um, it was a tragedy, and it was filled with questions, and when he does this, she loses her life, and he is miserable. The movie ends with him destroyed and her dead. 
it raises questions and it gets us thinking, but I do not think it was promoting a culture of death. I think it was raising questions about what would you do? How do you handle this without offering any solutions? Much like many of the movies that Eastwood has directed, there is no redemption in it, which in and of itself then is an opportunity to talk about how did this end? Mm. How, how does it leave you feeling? Empty, broken, hurting. Okay, so what could have happened or what does this tell us about our need for redemption. There's a whole conversation that we can have on these things that I think would go beyond just a knee-jerk sort of reaction to the the, the surface-level content of some of the things that we might see. Hmm. I know when I'm thinking about kids, um, I, I'm with you. I'm concerned about the philosophies that are being communicated, so our kids need to have a biblical worldview, biblical philosophy, good theology. Um, it, the sexual content is bizarre, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much, I just watched a teen show called Outer Banks. And um, it is it is the, the tamer version of a lot of other teen shows that I, I know are out there and I've seen some of where like these kids are hooking up all over the place, having a ton of sex and it's all very adult. And A, I'm concerned about the the sexual morality or, or immorality and ethic of our culture, but this stuff uh, doesn't just reflect it. It actually does encourage it. And so like, that's something I'm very concerned about uh, hypersexualization of our kids. Yeah. When I was, I, I re- people point this out online all the time, but if I go back and look at what the girls looked like at 13 in the eighties and what girls look like when they're 13 today, there's, quite a large number of girls that look like they're 18 like they present themselves mm-hmm. much older in the way that they dress act and oh so i'm that is one of the things i am actually concerned about but all this to say with our kids probably watching a bit more getting more screen time than normal uh we should be we should be very conscious very deliberate and it should be a normal thing for your kids my kids ask uh Catherine doesn't ask anymore but even eli still asks hey can i watch this there's a movie i'd mm. like to watch can i watch? he they he automatically watches it first uh before he does he, and i'm always like of course you can watch that thanks yeah, for he asking. asked you first yeah yeah i always but thanks for asking but i love that you're asking me yes that's an easy one go ahead and, but half the time i have to say like well i'm gonna have to look into that and sometimes it's like no way dude you gotta stay away from that and of mm. course he's always dejected and frustrated but it's good for him yep well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. Later.